Zeus is branching out from the online channel and is hitting mobile devices. So what can the industry and law enforcement expect the future to hold? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Dave Ostertag, Global Investigations Manager of the Investigative Response Team for Verizon Business. Hi, Dave. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. Hi, Tracy. Now, Dave, you've been tracking Zeus for quite some time. What's your experience with Zeus? Uh, I've been tracking Zeus since uh, since the first we first saw it in the U.S. Um, I used to, to work for one of the major financial institutions in a, a major card brand, and and first bought Zeus uh, back in the the, the mid '90s when we first started seeing it, and and have battled it and and worked against it and helped companies since then as it's gone through what's now the the eighth version of Zeus as it's been modified and changed through the years to be a part of that ongoing battle between uh, putting security measures in place and the bad guys modifying what their business practices are to to circumvent those security uh, measures. Zeus, rightly named for its supreme power, is quickly becoming one of the most frightening threats the United States has ever faced. It's the sophistication of Zeus that makes it most concerning. But what is it about Zeus that makes it so superior from a malware perspective? I think Zeus is probably the example of, of the longest-running piece of malware that, that, that uh, we've seen. And the reason that it has continued through those years is that it works. It simply works. It, you know, like I talked about previously, uh, the, the makers of Zeus modify it to circumvent whatever security measures are put in place. So you have the constant dance of, of uh, creating a new security measure, uh, circumventing that security measure, and, and ongoing. In Europe in particular, Zeus seems to have first appeared in Europe and followed a year to two years later in the United States uh, where first consumers were affected and then businesses and ultimately banks. Uh, we've seen that same progression in the United States, and now I'm hearing from uh, Asia-Pacific countries, uh, Australia in particular, that you know, they're just starting to battle Zeus and seeing it throughout businesses and banks in, uh, in Asia-Pacific now, Zeus is often referred to as a keylogger, meaning it infects a PC and then tracks keystrokes, which makes it ideal for tracking bank account information. But a few incidents of a Zeus attack on mobile devices have been discovered. Can you explain how this so-called Zeus, MITMO, or man-in-the-mobile attack works? First, I'd like to say that as of now, these attacks have not been definitively proven to be Zeus. could be one of the Zeus-type uh, financial Login of a credential stealer, so we're not sure yet whether it's actually Zeus or or something very similar to it. What's done here is that the authentication piece itself is not compromised. Rather than compromise that, it hijacks the session once the credentials have been used and, and the secure session is open. So rather than attack and steal the credentials of these types of attacks, and it's similar attacks on non-mobile devices, laptops and, and desktop systems. The authentication piece is completed. The session is opened. However, typically there's a, a, a spoof page, if you will, that appears on the user screen that appears to be the legitimate transaction screen. Um, behind the scenes, the script runs and uh, completes its own transaction with the, the routing number, the account number, and the amount uh, generated by the script. So the transaction being conducted by the script is completed long before the user completes uh, what they think is the transaction on the spoof screen. Typically, the user will see a, uh, another spoof screen saying the transaction bank cannot be completed this time. Please try it later. Behind the scenes, the script is run with the fraudulent transaction. 
So one of the things that's come up, and this has just been related to this man in the mobile attack, is that perhaps this type of attack can take advantage of two-factor or two-part authentication measures that have been put into place by the industry to actually protect transactions. So, for instance, before a user can log into his or her online bank account, they have to get an authentication code that's sent to them via text to their mobile device. But again, it's an attack that's facilitated by the compromise of a PC. So if a PC is compromised, then perhaps this authentication code in some way is compromised, and then the fraudsters have not only the mobile device, but then they also have the PC. What can the industry do to combat those types of attacks? Typically, in those types of attacks, it's not the authentication, again, that's compromised. It's that it's the session itself that's compromised. And uh, we see a lot of, uh, or some level of success, in using systems similar to fraud prevention systems on credit card accounts where history of the account, his, you know, historical data regarding transactions is compared to this transaction and uh, if it appears to be you know, out of that typical band or you know, some other level of authentication is used such as an out-of-band SMS message or, or launch a call to the mobile phone, something like that. Um, you know, some of the characteristics of the transaction that are taken into account in those those types of systems are the amount of the transaction and the, the ultimate destination bank uh, for the transaction. For instance, if it's, if it's someone in the U.S. that typically only does transactions in the U.S. for hundreds of dollars and sort of suddenly you have a transaction for tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars with a bank in, in another region of the world, um, that would be something that would trigger this out-of-band next level of authentication. So what threat do you see the mobile channel posing for security? Is it more vulnerable to malware or other types of attacks than we think? I don't know if it's more vulnerable yet. We're, you know, we're just starting to see attacks against mobile devices. Um, I, I, I think we have to wait to see exactly how vulnerable they are to these types of attacks. Uh, obviously, it's going to happen. You, know, you, you talk to these guys about why they do a certain thing, and they say because it works and because we have money there. We have spent a lot of time and, and have come up with security measures for traditional systems on mobile devices. We really don't have the security on them that we have in more traditional types of systems. So I think right now we really don't have a lot of detection, prevention systems on mobile devices, and you know, they're wide open to exposing the vulnerability, and obviously the, the folks that, that create these types of malware are looking in that direction and and, and trying to find vulnerabilities and, and exploit those vulnerabilities. So you know, this is the next area that they're going into. We're just going to have to watch it and combat it as we see uh, them modify their tech. And then from a high-level perspective, Dave, what are your top recommendations for financial institutions when it comes to protecting, detecting, and mitigating the risks associated with Zeus or Zeus-like malware, whether it hits the online channel or the mobile channel? I think that one of the, the, the easiest recommendations, the cheapest and the most simple, is to use dedicated systems, a laptop or desktop that's only used for uh, conducting financial transactions. The system is not used for email and, and surfing the Internet. It's not going to get infected if it's only used for those financial transactions. Unfortunately, in the real world, what we find is that employees don't follow the policy and will use those systems to open email or to surf the Internet, and those systems ultimately get infected and, and have problems with Zeus. So 
some of the more recent security measures out there, like uh, having a, a virtual system on a USB stick that opens up a you know, virtual machine on the system that's being used for the financial transaction, is that the only applications on it, the only use of that virtual machine are ACH transactions or financial transactions. Is a brilliant idea. You, know, you don't have the possibility of the employee misusing that system against policy for uses other than the financial transactions. Uh, the use of some of the other operating systems other than Windows in some of these platforms is also effective because Zeus is, for the most part, has been Windows-based and, and use of a Unix system uh, can combat some of those Windows-based pieces of malware. So I, I think that measures in that area are very effective. Uh, we've seen some degree of success in using uh, behavior-based detection systems rather than signature-based in, in looking for those activities related to Zeus, such as you know, the hooking activity where the malware hooks itself to another application. Looking for that rather than the malware itself has been successful in, in some tools in detecting and ultimately getting rid of Zeus on those, those systems. This week, we've actually seen the arrests, two arrests, that were linked to Zeus-related crimes. And those recent arrests prove that law enforcement is taking Zeus seriously. When we get outside the financial industry, of course, law enforcement plays a very important role. What do the arrests tell us about courses of action the U.S. government and law enforcement are taking to fight these types of crimes? What our team does uh, every day, part of our work is working with uh, both U.S. federal law enforcement as well as international law enforcement and while we can't talk about specific efforts in fighting Zeus and law enforcement, I think that these arrests show that, that our country, you know, federal law enforcement in our country and in other countries take it seriously and are looking at Zeus as a product of organized crime and not just individuals conducting the, the Zeus scams. So I think that this is just an indicator to let everybody know that, that they are truly taking it seriously, that they are truly doing investigations into uh, organized criminal groups and not just individuals. and. And I would say that this is just a precursor for, for larger and uh, bigger investigations and arrests to come. And you rightly point out, Dave, that the fight is an international one. What role do financial industry players play in helping to bring some of these criminals to justice? It's important with the financial industry to, to report these cases, to work with law enforcement, to give them the fraud losses and any information that the financial institutions have on Zeus-related crime. You know, the more information you have, uh, the more complete your investigation is. You know, where to look, you know, where the players are. Those pieces of information could be a key that there, there might be a missing piece of information in an ongoing investigation that might be very close to breaking up, you know, a large organized crime ring. And, and those pieces of information could fill in those blanks and, and give law enforcement the, the ability to, to bring uh, those people responsible for it to uh, face charges. And in closing, Dave, what final thoughts can you share about how the industry should brace itself going forward? Can we win this battle against malware? I don't think that we'll ever have a win in the war. I don't think that there will ever be an end to it like you would have in a war between countries where one country gives up and, and you don't have the problem anymore. I think that the battle of malware is, is just that. It's a series of battles. Um, it's, we'll have some wins. We'll have some losses. We'll have some pushbacks. And, and it's just going to be a constant battle that, that as long as there's data that has value, there's going to be criminals going after that data. Obviously, as long as there's things of value, people will go after them. So as long as there's criminals, we're going to have that problem. You know, I think that some of the efforts that I've seen as far as exchanging of, of information and consortiums, sharing information, 
it's, it's something that's been a long time coming. I think you're going to see some developments in that area that will put the good guys ahead of the bad guys. The bad guys exchange information, and you know we've been really bad at doing that, at sharing information within you know financial industries, the, the investigative uh, firms, as well as law enforcement. I think that we're seeing some efforts in that area where that information is going to be shared, and and communication between the good guys is hopefully going to get up to the level of communication with the bad guys and we'll start winning more of the battles. And Zeus, in particular, won't be as big a problem as it is now in, in hopefully the short-term future. Thanks again for your time today, Dave. Again, we've just heard from Dave Ostertag, the Zeus expert for Verizon Business. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.